Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with Steve Conroy, Doogie Gunning and me, Lindsay Heron. All things refs, all things big decisions here every week at 1010 Podcasts. Guys, um, Cup Weekend always brings up the potential for uh, some big decisions, but it was relatively quiet. It was a fairly easy sort of weekend for the for our officials, Steve. Yep, I uh, agree. Um, you you hope for for weekends like that. Although you know you never get away scot free. There are some things to to discuss. But I don't think there's anything too uh, outrageous and too drastic. So uh, it's a relatively quiet weekend. It can happen, I suppose, Doogie, when you get the, the sort of smaller teams, if you like, up against the big guns. There's always, the, I suppose, the, the possibility of, of something a bit controversial coming up. Absolutely. I mean, the bigger teams are playing, not the smaller teams as such, but the teams that aren't expected to win, they're under much more pressure. The attacking team is more likely to potentially get some fouls in and around the penalty areas. Probably penalty calls are, are, aren't given right or wrongly. And, you know, the smaller teams are looking for any sort of small opportunity to try and get any advantage. So those decisions that they maybe do or don't get become magnified fight for those for those clubs well exactly and that leads us absolutely perfectly into the, the Celtic Wraith Rovers game and, and that very scenario unfolded there was a big shout for, for Wraith Rovers just after Celtic had scored Liam Scales scored a great goal to put Celtic ahead and then uh, all of a sudden ball into the box bounces up and it looks pretty clear that uh, Cameron Carter Vickers has, has used his arm to, to get the ball away yeah it's one of those ones where I think you can reasonably argue both cases for and against it because I don't think his arms off the body and the ball's travelled you know a relatively short distance he's not been fired at him hard but what makes it more of a penalty than not for me and why I would be inclined to give it is because his movement he leans slightly into it and that indicates to me an element of intent which would then qualify for being a handball so it's a difficult one it's not a clear handball I don't think I think it's reasonable for the referee to come to the conclusion that he did in real time I think it's one that if we had VAR and Scottish football they would probably have reviewed it and then awarded the penalty to Wraith Rovers I think as I say for me his movement with arm tight to him although he's leaned into it that is what then makes it for me a handball and then review I would have given that as a penalty kick to Wraith Rovers This is the dilemma isn't it Steve with the, the new handball rule it's pretty much any kind of contact and you've really got to give it haven't you? Pretty much I, I think I've, I've said more than once I'm really not a fan of the new convoluted rules you make yourself big you make yourself small you talk about the mechanics of the arm if you're Michael Stewart and I know I'm <laughs> I know I'm getting to a, a vintage but I, I think and there's, there's only one person on that pitch knows if it was a deliberate handball or not and it's certainly not us but I think I would much prefer if it went back to what it was before whether you assessed it was uh, or whether you thought it was deliberate or not and I, I, again I, I agree with, with Doogie's thinking on it I think all things considered I think it probably was but yeah you could argue you could argue yeah, both ways I think and it's fair. the old saying I mean, Willie Young always used to say a soft boiled egg still a boiled egg <laughs> when it comes down to it it probably is a penalty but not one of the most hard and fast no. it was either the reaction sorry Doogie of Carter Vickers looked a wee bit sheepish uh, after the ball moved away thinking he probably had conceded it if that makes sense maybe and again it's difficult to speak to what he's thinking at that time because the ball's still in play and the game's still going on around him so he's obviously thinking about getting into position to continue defending mm. but beyond that I think there's a there's a fine line because he does move toward the ball in my opinion but he could be stooping to try and make contact with his chest and it's inadvertently hit his arm but that doesn't take away from it still being a handball so I, I'm not sure he's went into you know meaningfully hit it with his arm I don't think he's intended to do that but in the action he's performed that's what's ultimately happened and I think it's, it's fair to say as well given 
the discussion I've seen around the incident from friends that I've got who are referees, there's there's absolutely no clear line on it. It's not absolutely a handball. It's not absolutely not a handball. It's it's actually a really good one to chat about because there are a number of variables that contribute to both sides of the same coin. I guess that airs on the, the side of there's a difference between a wrong decision and a bad decision. So a decision that might be wrong in review with multiple angles or slow motion could be reasonably given based on where the referee was, what he was able to see at the time. So the conclusion that, that referees came to, I think, is fair and reasonable for what happened. But I think with VAR, with you know reviewing it back, you would look at it and think, yeah, I probably should have given the penalty kick. The thing is, it's a massive moment in the game for, for a team like Wraith Rover, Steve. You know, they're up against it playing at Celtic Park anyway. And this is a chance for them to go level in the game and, and you know, suddenly rock the, you know, the, the home team a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Whether it uh, altered the outcome or not is uh, a moot point, but absolutely. You can't think of a better time to get back in a, a big game like that than immediately after Celtic have gone gone ahead. So all in all, I think they can feel, yeah, probably hard done by, and especially the timing of it. Now, we do come to a very interesting situation in this game, guys. Stephen McLean, obviously the referee. Ten minutes to go, he, uh, he issues a yellow card to Sean Mackey, who's come on as a sub. And then with a couple of minutes to go, there's a handball in the Wraith Rovers penalty area. Sean Mackey, Steve McLean awards the penalty, flashes the yellow card, but doesn't send off the player. Uh, he's got that completely wrong, hasn't he? He's made a mistake there. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's there's no way of couching it. And he's not the first. He, he certainly won't be the last. But yeah, that that was that was a mistake on uh, on his part, definitely. We we had the discussion earlier on. I don't know what's going to be the outcome uh, of that from the uh, from the powers that be, but. Yeah, that, that, that was a mistake, unfortunately. And how does that come about? Is that because he's not writing the name down? Or is he writing a number down when he f- issues the yellow card initially? I don't know uh, what Stephen does, but I know there's no hard and fast rules on how you, you keep your admin in a game. But whatever he does, he's he's made a mistake on that day. And I, I you know, I, I can say it quite confidently because I've done, I've done not the same, but the, the same kind of incident when I sent somebody off for the, the first yellow. And that was my bad my bad admin and there's there's no way around that so whatever's whatever's happened he, he certainly needs to review how he uh, keeps a note of what's going on in the game how do you do it Dougie is, is that, I guess at your level you wouldn't know every player the way Stevie was on first name terms with all the Premier League stars um, <laughs> I, know, I know some of them you know I played football at the, the, the level I officiate for you know the better part of 20 years so I, I've got a lot of people that I know familiar enough I know their names and they know me but in terms of my own personal administration, how I manage it, I note down the substitute numbers, I carry the names in my pocket on the team lines. So if there was anything, I could check it if I felt that if I felt I had a, a reason to, if there was a, a, a maybe a concern around a player playing under a false name. But I just note the name, sorry, the number of the person who's coming on and the number of the person who's coming off and the time the substitution was made. And then next to that, if there are any incidents on the park, I'll make small annotations just to record basically what's happened. You know, if it's a yellow card for a reckless challenge, I'll, I'll write down, you know, the time and reckless just so that I'm aware of what's going on around me. But in that instance, it could be something as simple as he's, he's just wrote the wrong number down for the first booking or he's wrote the number down and maybe misread it. He's, he's just picked up something wrong. Well, it's just clearly a simple admin mistake that... It can happen, I guess, at any point in our lives, you know, whether you're writing down something for work or, or on the football park. I suppose it was at the stage of the game, Steve, where it was relatively unimportant. Celtic were 3 nothing up, they were about to go 4 nothing up when Beaton finally put the ball in the net after a, not a very good penalty. <laughs> not a very good penalty and not a very good uh, rebound either, it. although he's claimed credit for it. Um, but it's it's bad enough because it is... It, it's pretty much a it's a it's a big mistake, yeah. Um, and not one that people at Stephen's level, and I'll say I, I did the same. People at our level should be making. 
but there should be more than just Stephen keeping an eye on on that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, the, the fourth official should be noting down uh, what's going on in a game. So it's been a it's been a, a systemic failure. Yeah. And I don't know it's it's individual what Stephen's instructions to the uh, the assistants would would be. Uh, in my own experience, I would ask assistants to keep an eye on what's going on in the game rather than be writing things down. But that's that's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. But it should be more than Stephen that's involved in that decision. You could you could imagine if it happened the other way around, you know, the a Celtic player being sent, not being sent off and Wraith Rovers are winning the game, it would have been it would have been chaotic or or in a bigger occasion, imagine in a in a derby game or something like that. Oh, absolutely, it, it could have been it could have been bedlam, and I know it it, it has happened. Uh, I can think of at least one uh, in the Premier League that's that's happened before. I think it was at Dundee United. It was Brian Winter. Couldn't swear where it was. So it's it's not without precedent, but same kind of thing. That's it's more than one person should be keeping an eye on what's going on there. I wonder what will happen. Then, Dougie, I mean, obviously, you know, we've established and other media outlets have established that there were two yellows for this player. It doesn't make any difference to Celtic at this late stage, of course, but to Wraith Rovers, will they now lose him, do you think, for a suspension? I think it will come down to what Steam's explanation for not issuing the red card will be. Um, no doubt about it, the SFA will probably have a look at it and within their constitution and rules will have a procedure in place that they can follow to either, you know, retrospectively award the red card and maybe miss one or two games, whatever it might be. But what's curious about this particular mistake is that it doesn't necessarily impact that game that it happened in because, as you say, it happened so late on in the game and the game was you know, all but, all but done at that point. But this is an, a, a, a mistake that actually affects future games because the player is now available for selection when they otherwise wouldn't have been. So it is something that needs to be looked at. But I think the outcome, or whether or not they say if you look at it, but the outcome of that will probably largely depend on what Steam's explanation is for it. I mean, for all we know, the first yellow card was issued to someone standing behind him or someone to the right or the left. You know, flashing the card in the general direction of that player it might not necessarily have been him that got the first one. Who knows? You know, there's, there's I guess, an explanation that needs to take place before we know what the outcome will be. Yeah, I mean, because it was the Scottish Cup, Steve, it'll be on. It'll be a suspension in next season's Scottish Cup for mm-hmm. Sean Mackey. So, from that point of view, it doesn't it doesn't affect Wraith Rovers in the league program, and they're obviously trying to to come out of the championship. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. So, no no harm done uh, ongoing, but still, you do have to uh, you have to get to the bottom of of why it happened. And yeah, I find it happened with a few minutes to go. It was it was done and dusted. But if it happened in the the first minute, you know, it's, I know, I know, it's, it could be much worse. What will be the, the the sort of procedure there? Will will um will uh, Steve get a quick quiet phone call from the, the the supervisor or the observer? It'll be the same process as uh, we've discussed before. After the game, the observer will come in and he should at that point raise any issues that he's got. And if it, if we've seen it the way that it, it seems to be that it's two yellows and, and he's not been sent off, that will certainly be raised in the room and that'll be part of the discussion that goes on in, in the phone during the week. And I just wish I could remember what the outcome was with, with Brian all those years ago, but I just can't. No, and of course there was that. Uh, there was a famous one, wasn't there? The World Cup in two thousand six, Graham Pole of England. A little bit different, but similar circumstances. He, he booked a Croatian player three times mm-hmm. before he actually sent him off, uh, which is a bit of a strange one. Uh, <laughs> yep, and again, uh, your admin errors could happen to the the best of them. Um, couldn't it happen to a nicer person <laughs> by all accounts. <laughs> Well, we'll see what happens to Stephen McLean then in terms of uh, what the SFA will do and what will happen to the player. Well, you've kindly volunteered that you've had a similar um, situation in your career, Steve. What happened in that regard? Uh, well, I'm glad that we're not on telly this week, so you can't see my red neck. Um, <laughs> it was the, the the opposite. I, during the game, it was uh, Celtic St. Martin at Celtic Park and a corner came in and Chris Innes 
handballed it. Uh, so I cautioned him as well as giving the, the penalty. And I've refed Chris for a million years, so he's always number five. Always. And when I looked at my, my book, that's what we were saying earlier on. I, I just got to the stage, I just wrote down numbers because I knew everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I had already booked number five. So when I saw Chris Innes, I thought, oh, well, there you go. Second yellow, off you go. But I have to say that Chris offered no excuse, <laughs> no nothing. He just went, ah, OK, Stevie, and then off he went. And it wasn't till he was walking off the pitch and I saw that he was wearing number 21. And I thought, oh, Christ, what have I done? <laughs> um, and then uh, the, the fourth official, and I'll, I'll say if his blusses, he at the same point kind of went, are you sure you've cautioned him? Clearly hadn't. So thankfully, before we, we started, um, I told the, the fourth official just to send him back, back on and to derisory applause from the, the crowd. Chris came over, ruffled my hair and just got on with it. Um, <laughs> and I have to say, I was fourth official in St Mirren's next game. I can't remember who they were playing. And Gus McPherson pretty much did the same, ruffled my hair and laughed at me. And they, that, that was the end of it. <laughs> at least you were able to recover from that mistake. Thankfully, though. thankfully. Well, I, I, I got it before we started again. So again, no harm done. Because um, I think I'm right in saying that if the game restarts after a decision like that, you can't reverse it. Is nope, it? that's it. Done and dusted. But up until up until the very point where they go to uh, restart the game, you can change it. Oh, well, that was good. Honest, oh, of, you, honest of you to make, own up to your own mistakes. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's online. <laughs> My son sent that to me more than one time. <laughs> <laughs> so just talking about penalty incidents, it's one we didn't actually uh, see at the time last week was the was a penalty incident involving Rangers and Hibs. And it was one that, um, that Sean Maloney was complaining about, but, we, but we've, we've found the footage now, guys, and we've had a look at it. So it's Ryan Porteous going into the Rangers penalty area and uh, Calvin Bassey just about shows a bit of action that Scotland might have shown at the weekend down at Wales, but with the way he attacked it, <laughs> the Hibs centre after. For you guys, is that a penalty kick? I would say more a penalty than not again. Yeah, I would say that if the referee's got a clear view and he's looking directly at it, you're probably giving a penalty for that. I think, you know, when I'm officiating and they're a striker or a defender and they're playing quite aggressively or they're quite physical players, I'll allow them to play in that capacity as long as they don't go overboard with it. Good players, they'll continue to compete and I don't want to stop the game all the time for little, little incidents. So I'm I'm quite comfortable with the physical element of the game. But for that one, for me, I felt as if the arms were more than, you know, on his body, they were round him. I felt as if he was hauled to the ground and it probably should have been a penalty. I think as the play is, the ball was crossing the park, the referee's moving with the play, and he's probably not looking directly at the incident. I dare say, and I'm speculating here, obviously, he's probably seen the incident in his peripheral vision rather than looking directly at it and not being able to give the penalty based on what he's not indirectly, sorry, not directly seen. So I can see why it wasn't given at the time, but with the one view that's going around social media, it's, it's a penalty for me, and it's just another missed one. Are you concur with that, Steve? It looked fairly conclusive in the way that Bassey was nowhere near the ball. Yeah, I don't think there was any debate at all about it. And I know I'm usually looking for, for mitigation, but Dougie's done all the mit mitigating tonight. <laughs> it, it was just, it was a missed call. Every day of the week, it's a penalty. And again, it's, it's a big moment in the game. Uh, Rangers are one up at that time in the first half. Uh, sorry, it's an early in the second half, a big pun. And the, but they haven't scored the second goal at that point, so that could have tied the match. Oh yeah, it could have been a game changer. Uh, and I suppose a penalty at any point could be a game changer. But yeah, then, then it's and for it to be, in, in my opinion, you know, a stonewaller. We've talked about um, you know how obvious some are. Some are really obvious. Some are really aren't obvious, and they'll cross over and there'll be a grey areas. I don't think that was anywhere near a grey area. Willie Collum, the ref that night, Dougie. And another incident in that match, which we didn't really touch on, but subsequently proved quite interesting. Ryan Jack was uh, challenged just outside the, the Hearts penalty area by Ben Beningame. Uh, Willie Collum awarded no free kick. Game came, the game carried on. 
and Ryan Jack had to come off with an ankle injury and misses the, miss the next game. It's, it's unfortunate, you know, as a referee, you, you always have sympathy for a player who has suffered an injury through a challenge that might be reasonable and fair. If the ball was there to be won or challenged for and the challenge is made reasonably, you know, within the laws, sometimes accidents happen, collisions are, occur. You know, it is a contact sport and it's unfortunate that Ryan Jack took the, the knock that he did. It looked like to me it could have been a foul um, and if I was refereeing a game and that type of incident happens there I'm probably awarding it but I don't think it was like a bad challenge I don't think there was any kind of malice in, in the attempt to play the ball I don't think it was reckless I think it's just really unfortunate that what was just a straightforward foul was probably missed and the player's been injured as a result of it Exactly, has that happened to you but at all where a player's been injured Steve and you thought gosh I wonder if I, I should have taken more action at that time or is it, like Dougie says it just it's a sort of consequence of a of an accidental collision I can't think of any particularly offhand so there's there's nothing that's happened and I thought oh god I uh, hope I haven't missed that nothing comes to mind um, and again doing you know doing the, the job that I do this sometimes it's the exact opposite when I'm taking care of people on, on the field so when, when injuries have happened like one guy took a fit at Dumbarton one time and I had to sort him out but I can't think of any off the top of my head that have been you know bad the other way there's been a couple Andy Gorham down at Queen of the South kind of went over on his knee and you're worried about that and I can't remember his name now Big Dundee United defender with the dodgy knees had a, a couple of operations um, and he went over quite studs in the, the grass kind of thing um, but certainly can't think of anything you know tackle or foul wise and just to wrap up, guys, obviously the, the, the big tour involved in Europe this week. This week, Rangers are in, in Dortmund, Celtic at home to to Bodo Glimpse of Norway, and VAR is obviously in for these matches. So it's you know it's interesting to see how the, the you know the, the players react to that different environment. It, it will be um, not using it in the in the league here. Um, it, suppose it will be a bit of a novelty, but most of them uh, will be used to it in you know internationals and tournaments and all the rest of it. So it won't, it won't be a novelty to to most of them, but it probably will take a bit of adjusting adjusting for them to get, get used to the fact that it's, it's going to be called and uh, there'll be delays in it. That's what's going to happen, isn't it, Dougie? There's, the game will be held up for sure. They're bound to check a few things in, in both matches, you'd imagine. Yeah, absolutely. But I think where VAR was a couple of years ago and is now, it's a far better system. It's used more efficiently. They're more accurate in the reviews. They're quicker in the decisions that they reach. And I, th- I think for that reason, it's it's now actually a benefit to the game. I think it took the Premier League you know, at least a season or two before they kind of got to grips with how it should effectively be used. The games are stopping for a lot longer than they should have at the time. I think these days, the efficiency of VARs is a, is a lot better. And I think if there are any delays in play, I don't imagine they'll be for very long. Lads, fabulous to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us this week on Get Involved Referee. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.